there, and welcome to Star Wars Warts and All, the podcast where we talk about all the things we love about Star Wars Warts and All. My name's Will. Joining me again are my good friends. Oh, I'm sorry, not Ben. Let me skip that. Today. Force of <laughs> habit. Ben's not here. But Bill. Hi. And Chris. Howdy. Howdy. You know that part where Darth Vader comes in and says, Howdy. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> It's very cross with you all. I have to say my trademark howdy before entering the room. <laughs> yes. It's these quick turnaround times on these episodes. I can't think of anything. Quick. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, here we are back again to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 4. So Ben couldn't make it today. He's uh, traveling. But we got his point of view on this thoughts. episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll share his thoughts as we share ours. Uh, but we could kind of just start with how we felt about this episode again. We did that last week. I think. What's what's our gut reaction? Uh, it's It was like full-on Star Wars action in this one i feel like yeah. <laughs> we've gotten hints of action scenes all along and this one was just like it was like rebels but also a video game i i got mm, a lot of yeah. i mean for for multiple reasons i got a lot of video game vibes uh obviously the setting yeah is right. literally ripped from a video game yeah it definitely is and we, we've i mean we talked about that too with the mandalorian or maybe that was off pod but the mandalorian feels a lot like a video game in a lot of its yeah, kind of action right. sequences yeah, yeah. so yeah i agree with you though it definitely seems to borrow heavily what about you chris no um i probably wasn't quite as jazzed about it as you guys sound um not that i didn't like it or anything but for whatever reason coming after last week's episode it just didn't seem to be as relevatory i guess mm. in a way um yeah, I feel like not a whole lot happened, but what we did see was was cool and exciting and fun. Yeah. But uh, I I will I'm excited agree with for last two. Yeah, overall, this could be like the little lull before the huge climax ending. So yes, you know. right. I think um, you're right about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Again, I, not to jump too far ahead, but like no mention of Qui Gon. So I think that's kind of like a little like, oh wait. He didn't mention quiet, you know, so when he comes back, you remember, oh, yeah, he was, That's right. he was talking yeah, yeah, yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's yeah. set that one to, like to the side for a minute, right? A little on the back burner, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think overall I do agree. Like, it was, in terms of the drama, I guess, in the in the acting that we've seen so far, it was, it did feel a little light on that side, side of it. Well, so it's interesting. I do agree with, after my first watch of this episode, I was totally on uh, where Chris is. I felt like this was kind of a step down. Not a lot happened. It just seems to be setting up the final act kind of thing. Yeah. But the right. more I thought about this episode and when I rewatched it, I I loved it. Like it just I don't know. There's something about the way it's coming together now that I really like. I just I get it and I love yeah. it. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. And this episode is where it clicked for me. I think in a lot of ways. Um. Plus, like I said before, this show just feels like Star Wars the TV show. Like we're getting yes. like. Yeah. Just a synopsis of what happens here, right? Obi-Wan Kenobi has to infiltrate an enemy base with a ragtag group of rebels, and against all odds, using his Jedi tricks and heroics, he's able to escape with the princess only to be tracked to their final destination. Yes. 
It kind of feels like Vader might have been taking some notes uh, on this encounter. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Even some of the visuals were a, a callback or a call forward, I suppose, to A New Hope. You get like the comm link sitting on the table. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, voice coming through totally. it. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I didn't even really think that, but you're right. Just the fact that they're using those comm links is so yeah, it's so cool because they're just yeah. still living in the '70s. You know, like this is what this is what future sci-fi was back then. Right. Yeah. And you got to stick with it. Uh, all right. So, what do we want to really dig into here? Does anybody have something they can't wait to jump into? I mean, I got a couple I of favorite not. things, but I mean, I can. Yeah, I got like two big ones, but they pull from a lot of different areas. So I. I got to go with, and we've said it before, but this Obi-Wan and Leia dynamic, specifically Leia, in this episode, like, again, the more I stewed on it, it just, it, it just really blew me away how much I love this interpretation of Princess Leia. I think it is perfect. Yeah. Um, and so, I love, so the first thing, Obi-Wan is, has his little back to nightmare, right? He wakes up, and the first thing he says is, where's Leia? And it totally right. reminded me of Finn yeah. waking up, and just the only thing I had right. in mind is, where's Rey? Because that's yeah, the mark of a right. true hero. You know, yeah. he's got a job to do. He's got yeah, someone to protect. It's almost like he's got this big attachment, just like all those right. Jedis have. Well, that that's, not supposed to. that's true. This is not something Obi-Wan's a stranger to, though, either. Right. Sure. Yeah. We've talked about that, yeah. He's able to overcome those ultimately. Like, yeah. Right. Right. I, I did I, like that back to scene too, because the that showing the contrast between Obi Wan and Invader. They're both like, yeah, having visions of each other or whatever. And it's probably. very disorienting too, which is yeah, kind of neat. Yeah. Like yeah. it took me a minute to even realize what what it was what it was doing. Like it, you just see like these fleshy bodies underwater and then all of a sudden it's like oh wait it's like vader and it's it's doing like a back and forth thing yeah right it's almost like anakin and padme from revenge of the sith looking out onto the city at the same time Mm. (laughs) right yeah Yeah. it's just a lot more Hmm. frantic and yeah but i think like ultimately what made me really love this episode the more I I sat on it was the fact that this seems to be the turning point for Obi-Wan where he is remembering how to be a hero he's remembering how to really be a Jedi again and not just like use the force and all this but like what it is to be a Jedi he's starting to remember Um, because there's that there's that great line oh what's the name of the the female imperial turncoat Tala. Tala Tala thank you yeah where she says something to the effect of like the past can't be forgotten but you have to try for Leia. Like, if, so, if she's someone you care about, like, that's what it is. And that's always what's driven Obi-Wan. Like, you know, whether or not he had attachments or whatever, it's always been like these, I don't know. It, other you know, it go, other it people, goes, yes. It's yeah. protecting the people you love, you know? That's, yeah. again, to, yeah. to call, and, call back uh, to right. The Last Jedi. Also, a, a famous Qui-Gon lesson was it uh, be here now? Or uh, what's 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 the the line? Be mindful um, of the living force. Or... Living, yeah, living but it was, it was it was more yeah, yeah, yeah in the moment yeah. stuff like that. Not not dwelling on the future or the past or anything else right. like that. Just yeah. And uh, we've said it before, but I think this Vivian Lyra Blair, this little Leia, is killing it. In this episode, yeah. I think this was her best episode after rewatching it. Um, 
Because there are little things here and there where you could kind of take issue with her her acting or whatever. But she's, she's a kid, and she's just like kid. such a such a helpless little child here that you. Well, but I, she's still Leia at the same time. It's I love like, those those scenes in the beginning though, where she's like you can visibly see her like scared at times, and then you see the moment where she like steals herself, and she's right. like, "No, I'm not telling you anything." Like, yep. like right. just. The face acting. I keep talking about face acting in the show, but like, just I think it's a thing, right? It's a thing. I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, especially my second watch through, I, I really picked up on that, and I, I thought it was, I thought it was great because you, yeah. you see, you see her as a child, but also as, you know, someone who, who she's going to become. Yeah, later right, on. right. Someone who has mm-hmm. real steel in her veins that's, kind of. that's actually one of the top things that i wanted to talk about so it segues into that because i i loved how they made her defiant to the end like the bitter end like she mm. was willing to hold get back tortured, i guess and like get tortured as a 10 year old um mm. and and i love the parallels to a new hope where she told them the the or no she didn't tell it was Tala. Yeah, was Tala. I thought she was that going was to though. Like I, I almost put words in her mouth. Like, yeah, just tell, oh, tell the wrong yeah. planet. Just say the right I, planet. I did. <laughs> I did think it was clever the way they went with the dialogue. Uh, oh, so I can tell my dad first then because yeah, we're all that. on the same side, right? That yeah. was awesome. Mm-hmm. The whole byplay between her and Riva was, I think that was some of the best out of both of them. Yeah, actually, yeah. And the way she, after Leia says that line and Reva just like clenches her fist because she's like, God, this kid is just, she's (laughs) just getting me. Because like, I mean, we've all been there as parents. Like, it's like, how, how is this 10 year old smarter than me right now? How is this happening? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I still think some of it is, is her being able to tap into the force a little bit at this point too. Oh, totally. Yeah. She's having a staring contest or whatever. was that? A little crash. She was able to repel uh Riva's mind uh probe yeah to an extent so I love is there as the stormtroopers are carrying her away Riva says something to the effect of like let's make those tears real and I feel yeah. like I have I have said that before in anger as a parent <laughs> so you're gonna fake cry to me you know what let's let's give you some real tears then if you're gonna you're gonna lay on the waterworks yeah, yeah but yeah the, <clears throat> Oh man, that that whole scene really again again on rewatch, I, I really it really started to click for me, and I really got to pay attention to the performances and all that. And yeah, it's just so good. That was the scene that I actually really wanted to rewatch the second time. I was like, I really want to watch that scene and really pay attention because I think they're they're revealing a bit more about Riva. Yeah. Um, and then there's still something showing, there. There's got to be something more there. I, so I think this might be jumping ahead. Maybe I think the next episode we're going to see a flash. I hope we see a flash because well, she, she actually everybody said that yeah with the back to tank right. and that didn't it's happen. Just, uh, well, yeah. yeah, but I I, I mean I'm, she alludes to her past a bun, a couple times in that whole dialogue. So right, yeah. that's why I'm I'm wondering if that's one of the next things we're going to see is her past. I'm starting to wonder if she was taken from her family at a at an old age, like, you know, maybe she was like five or six or something like that, like particularly old. And she yeah. had a life and the Jedi were like, yeah. no, we're going to give you a better life. And then everything went to hell. And she's like, wait yeah. a minute. 
this is not no, what I, I was promised, you know? I picked up on that same exact thing, actually, in my second watch through. I was like, wait, she had a droid. Right, right, It was right, taken right. away from her like everything else. They're probably trying to, like, misdirect us with that and make us think this, that, like, Vader and the Inquisitors did that. But I think I think you're right. I think it's the Jedi. Because if like, she's talking about, yeah, if she's talking about everything the Jedi gave her taken away, that's... That's the Empire's fault. Like you're right. on the wrong side. Yeah. Then, if that's if that's your argument, yeah. right? There's got to be right. more. Well, to that. If but if she does blame the Empire, then maybe she she still does want to get close to Vader to, right, enact her revenge that way. Yeah. But uh, I don't know about if uh, wouldn't she be too old to be taken as a Jedi? She would. If, if she would. That was her plan. Yeah, and then and the Grand Inquisitor had that line about her. When they found her, she was living in the gutter or something like that. Well, I still think that was after she escaped. After the clone, yeah, after Order sixty six, I I I could still see that. But uh, Mm. because it wouldn't make sense for her to have had a droid as a Jedi youngling, because they don't have things. They're not supposed to have things. No, exactly. That's why I assumed it must have been a previous life if she had a droid. Yeah, but the only other thing I'm thinking is. They're just setting all this up to give her some kind of spin-off material to explain all of it, hoping yeah. that the character would really catch on. Maybe that's why they pushed back so hard against the hate in the first couple episodes because they're like, wait, Maybe. we got a lot, we got a lot writing on this character. I do, I do hope we see more though in this because I wouldn't want to have to wait. And I mean, she can't be a character for long, right? Well. I mean, I guess she could. Well, Cal Kestis was, you know, in uh, Jedi Fallen Order. He's still around. That's true. We don't know when he dies. I guess we'll see what happens. Right. So the um, first thing that you were talking about, actually, well, Chris, did you have anything specific you wanted to? Uh, Not not really, no. Um, Like I said earlier, nothing really jumped out at me that I, that, you know, yeah. wowed me so so much that i need to talk about it but uh I, i'm I'm good with just reacting to what you guys say so the the first thing you were saying will about how you love the progression of obi-wan um mm. you know getting his mojo back or whatever yes um that actually segues into my other favorite part about this which was uh him using a lightsaber <laughs> um and i felt like he was getting better as he went because like in the, yes like yep. mm-hmm. you and you actually see him in the hallway at one point he takes out uh that secret droid and a couple of stormtroopers and then he does that like move where he spins the lightsaber around and it's like he's getting ready for another move or something yeah, but then he, he just, just like turns does and, a nice and, little heroic pose at the end i was like yes yeah. he's i was got like it. that is that is him like getting getting his jedi master um, totally yeah, i had the same his thought. skills coming yeah. back right mm-hmm. which i i loved i loved that whole thing also the lightsaber um stuff i thought was pretty cool because it was it did look it looked good it looked real like it didn't look yeah overly right. flourishy and it didn't look too clunky it looked like lo- it looked, just looked like re- it looked real like somebody who hasn't done that in 10 years that's probably yeah. how they would look when it he looked a lot like him, but he's got I, some I rust. felt like it was very pair uh very similar to how we saw in episode or sorry part one uh 
in the intro scene where that one Jedi was fighting the clone troopers to get oh yeah the, the flashback that started yeah it was very spinny things it was very yeah. similar to that where like she kept like hitting their armor a couple times and like she had mm. to hit them a few times sometimes to to actually take them yeah, out well you know what that reminded me of Jedi Fallen Order <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it, right. in the video games you, really? you you know for rating purposes. And because you're a Jedi, they don't hack stormtroopers to pieces. It's very right. like mm-hmm. kind of clean cut lightsaber combat, and that's what this felt like. Like the, he yeah. wasn't dismembering yeah. the stormtroopers, but he was taking them down with a lightsaber, and it just it looked it just looked right, you know? Yeah, it was it was great, and it was and deflecting I com- blaster I bolts and stuff. I might not have complained on the podcast, but I said like in the last episode with the very bright lightsaber blades that like illuminate everything around them, it kind of felt kind of fan filmy to me because it looked like they were holding like the, a toy lightsaber, like a, a lightsaber you would buy on Amazon or whatever. But yeah, I like that because now I can play with one of those and look like the real thing. Plus, plus that scene when he shuts the lights off and saves Leia. Oh yeah, I mean. That was That's great. so cool. The way they play with the yeah. light. And it's all like very practical looking with the sparks and the Yes. Yeah. 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 So the other question about this, did Obi Wan just get his hallway scene? Is that what that was, you think? Oh yeah. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I, mean, technically I was thinking it that is. second time through. But yeah, I I don't think it was as it could be extreme as the other ones, but But I feel like this was just the beginning of him getting his you know, getting back in the into being a Jedi, so right I feel now like we've we're got two episodes, yeah, for him to really, really come back into I mean, full Obi Wan mode. It definitely was like a combination of Clone Wars and Jedi Fallen Order. I feel like, and yeah. I enjoyed it very much. Even just the way he was deflecting the blaster bolts, like every everything was yeah purposeful. I, I don't even yes. know how to explain. It. Like everything had yeah. like. Meaning, like every bolt, it wasn't just like in the cartoons where there's like, you know, batting them all over the place. Like if he was not careful, they would hit Leia or they would break the glass. You know, right. he, he was like yeah, very yeah. precise. No, it was very yeah. reminiscent of, you know, how they used to, or how what we saw from the prequel era, um, you know. Or what Jedi were yeah. like? What Jedi were like back then? Like we were seeing him getting back to those those like Jedi in their prime roots, right? I feel like which was which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. And just again, just to twist the knife for Chris because he still hasn't played Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> we keep we keep mentioning, I so I think we should just be a little more specific. So the Fortress Inquisitorius, where most of this episode takes place, was literally the final mission in Jedi Fallen Order. So. Yes. Right, familiar stomping. Now, bef- before you go any further, where in the timeline is it? Five years before this? this. Okay, so this takes place five years after when Cal okay. Kestis was in the fortress in Jedi Fallen Order. Apparently, also seen in this are Purge Troopers. There's that black-looking yep. stormtrooper who is Those one of guys the main like mini bosses in uh, are pretty Jedi difficult. Fallen Order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're also seen in like the Darth Vader comics and stuff too. So they're not not exclusive to that video game. But the ID ten secret droid, uh those little probe mm. droid things, those are actually from Battlefront two. Yep. <laughs> those it's what uh Ida Inversio. Uh, yeah. It's her spe- one of her special moves. Carries and even had the little yeah. lightning arms at one point. I was like, Oh careful, Obi Wan's gonna stun you. He's gonna stun lock you. <laughs> yeah. 
Now I assume the that what Obi Wan called the tomb, the room with all like the captured Jedi. That's uh, not in the game. Uh, I assume. No, so that's that, that was something new. I guess we should mention here. This was uh, what Ben had mentioned was his favorite part. Um, oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Was was going through this oh, tomb yeah. and seeing must have been um, the old some of the old Jedi and other f- people that seem to be uh, yeah unidentified at this point. Yeah, uh, and he pointed in out amber. It almost looks like or some kind of <laughs> looks liquid like, yeah. or like formaldehyde. <laughs> That's what I kind of figure. But he pointed out that I had forgotten this, but Ben mentioned that uh, we saw that in Rebels, one of the early seasons of Rebels, they used oh, Barris. Right. Who was it? Was it Barris? Yeah, uh, Luminara. Luminara Unduli. Yeah. They used former Jedi Master Luminara Unduli. Made it seem like she was alive and. Uh, Kanan in Rebels was able to sense her presence, but it turns out she was just encased in one of these things. She was already dead. Yeah. Uh, but that was, the, I think that was the first time we saw, and they just kind of ran with that. The precursor to Carbonite or something? Maybe. Or it's just for it's dead just bodies? For, like some yeah, kinda... it's... it's they're not necessarily dead, though. Uh, I don't know. They're perfectly know. preserved. So right. is this... is this? I don't know if this is the right word. Is this an allegory for cloning because that's where they got the DNA for dinosaurs in Jurassic Park from Amber. <laughs> they just need a, a giant syringe. They're just going to plunge it into those things and suck out a little bit of blood. So this is actually jello. for like... That's why Snoke looks like that because they, they used a giant syringe. And yeah. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> this could be, you know, the, the beginnings of the experiments that the guy... Uh, Pershing was doing when they said they ran yeah. out of blood for Mandalorian. Right. You never know. Yeah, could something be. like that. Could be. I mean, it could so just I, be I a did, trophy room. But yeah, right. Yeah, I did have to look do. up who we saw in those containers because I wasn't sure. There was one character who looked familiar, and I think the the camera stayed on him particularly yeah. <laughs> particularly long. That's the one uh, Ben mentioned. It's uh, that first one. Yeah, yeah. Jedi Master um, Terra Sanube. Yeah. yeah, who is like. Hundreds of years old because he's even around in the High Republic. Right, right, right. And he, there's a lightsaber lost episode of Clone Wars with where he helps Ahsoka get her lightsaber back. Right, because um, he knows a lot is, about the underworld or something. Yeah, which is like interesting. Ripped like right from Kurosawa. There's a, there's another, um, but anyway, um. Yeah, he's like super old and like slow, and I guess Ahsoka is like. Yeah, he walks with a cane. The whole time. Yeah, but he's the cane has long, his lightsaber. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, of course. Come on. Still a Jedi. Uh, but then I was trying to look up to see if some of the other people that they focused on were identified, but they they really weren't. There was another no. one. There was another one. The internet is saying is was another master that we had seen in the prequels but i can't remember the name yeah it was um, some obscure background possibly yeah, you don't right. get a good look at many of these right these right right people too so it's hard yeah. to say I, f- I feel like i recognized that that one with like the big hat that was like kind of covering his eyes or whatever as someone and i'd have to go or yeah do some yeah. digging not i'm not sure but presumably they're okay. all force sensitive if they're not former Jedi. They they could just be, you know, right. Well, like the I the did, wife of that uh, that path 
yeah. guy, worker. Yeah. Actually, Ben said the same thing. He was thinking True. that one of those women might have been her. Right. Um, Could have been. I I did read a thing that said the youngling that they showed at the end was played by the same kids. It was like it's like twins or something who played one of the younglings from the opening sequence oh, of, of kind of uh, interesting part one. So yeah, yeah. I don't remember where I read that, but uh, that's a cool callback. Yeah. Again, another callback to that. So are we going to see? A flashback in the next episode. <laughs> I would give up hope on all flashbacks. <laughs> They're gonna, yeah. I just I've, as long yeah. as it's not like Vader and Obi Wan showdown, and then Vader's like, "Remember when we used to spar in the temple?" No, it's uh, the writing. I feel like the, the back to take was the chance. Been, I don't. I don't know. Unless it just opens the episode like they did with the premiere, you know. No, I'm talking about a flashback for Reva, not for Obi Wan. No, no, it still could be. They could just open the episode with a flashback, just because it's a yeah, good yeah, place right. to put it. I don't know. I don't. Know. Yeah, I think uh, if anything, I think that'd be the last episode. They'll they'll set up Reva's turn. Yeah. At the end of part I, five, then part six will open with her childhood. Yeah, maybe. And show how all this came to be. Maybe. I mean, we still have to see the Grand Inquisitor come back in some capacity, too. I, I feel That's like. true. Yeah, probably. I don't think they're going to let that... I don't think nah, they're going to let that go, because... He's going to kill her or something. I mean, there, there's yeah. been so much hate on that, which I people need to just shut up. But um, it, it actually made Disney or Lucasfilm come out and say, like, we would never break... Can-. Like, it, it was almost spoilery them saying like don't worry we won't break canon because yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a spoiler came out in so 2014 it's called star wars rebels that's the spoiler right you know, well, like you know, obviously people are he's dumb if they well, don't yeah, think. yeah exactly yeah. disney has been so careful to not you know do yeah. anything not, not anything too egregious you know there's like right. a little you know the retelling of where uh canon was in order 66 yeah. whatever but yeah whatever which, when it comes to comics and, and film, like, there's, there's, you got to have some leeway because it's just right. not feasible sometimes to do it exactly the same way. All right. Last thing I, I want to, I definitely want to mention, uh, coming back to Leia and my love for this character. <laughs> the, the last scene, the more I thought about that final scene when they're making their getaway, they lost that pilot Wade got blown up everybody's real down in the dumps and leia just reaches out a little act of kindness a little act of hope and holds obi-wan's hand yes that is so touching i love yeah. that scene i i will yeah. rewatch that scene over and over again because it like it's just that's okay princess leia is this beacon of hope and now as a child here she is giving hope to the hopeless and like who who like who better to represent that than a child that's what kids that's what kids are they're a hope for a better tomorrow you know and and yeah this like this might be the best version of princess leia like she is the the embodiment of everything that character is in that moment i feel like just like bringing him back when all of this despair and it and it reminds me of her the final scene in rise of skywalker when they have or sorry not rise of skywalker uh last jedi they have nothing left. Yeah. They're escaping on the Falcon. Ray sits next to Leia, and what does she do? She grabs her hand, 
and she says, we still have hope or we still have each other. Or this yeah. is all we yeah. need. You know, it's like, oh, God, well, so, yeah. so good. It's just well, you saying awesome. that also reminds me of how at uh, when they escaped the Death Star in A New Hope and Leia had just witnessed her entire planet exploding. Right. She was still the one like comforting and bringing bringing hope to like Luke who had <laughs> like he had witnessed like Obi-Wan dying which I always love that yeah you know it it so it's it's almost kind of like the same thing like she she had just gone through as a 10 year old like attempted torture and like interrogation and all this yeah. trauma and oh, yet man. here she is sitting there being the one to like reach out um, and give hope to to Obi Wan. Just and, give yeah, just give him a little smile, like to say, "Hey, we got this, we got this." Yeah. And Obi Wan like yeah. finally cracks a little smirk. Oh, it's beautiful. Well, it's I f- beautiful. I feel like plus I I, like also maybe- on a lighter note, <laughs> just, just because you brought it up, I thought about the fact that Leia confront or comforted Luke after he lost this old guy that he met yesterday, <laughs> where she lost her entire plan. Not only that, she also knew Obi Wan better than Luke did. <laughs> so it's like, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a better friend of mine, but yeah, here's a blanket there. They're there. You're going to be all right. Well, who knows? Maybe in season two, he'll be with Luke. It'll be Luke's story. Yeah, that's it. Maybe. Um, yeah, no, that's a really good point. I did also think in this scene that maybe Ewan McGregor, you know, after all these years, he's been a father. Like, mm. he really sold that scene pretty well, too, and... Yeah. So it's just just kind of like that, you know. Yeah, it's know. it's so touching. Just the little yeah. little handhold, little doing the little, he's you know using his thumb to just rub her on the knuckles. It's oh god. It's just, as as a father, if I may, very touching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a lovely yeah. little little moment between those two. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just perfect. It's perfect for that character. I just love it. It's so good. Such a great idea to bring her into this. Yeah, I'm like floored. Yeah. I have been since the beginning. All the people who are complaining that Disney doesn't know what they're doing are they just they're not paying attention. Just shut up. Just shut up. If you don't like it, don't watch it. I Right. I mean yeah. I mean if you are a big enough fan of Star Wars, you will just like it. I mean we are How will they know (laughs) if they don't like it though? They gotta watch it and then complain about it. There's always something to like. They throw so much at you in these in these shows and movies. Like just find the thing you do like. Why you gotta focus on the negative all the time? Right. God. Right. Yeah. And try to ruin my my good time by bringing up all this negativity. Get out of here. It's awful. It's just like eventually people are just gonna be like, it's not worth doing this anymore because of all the garbage that we get thrown at us. Well, as long as but, our voices are are more and louder in the long run, meaning yeah. we pay the money, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're still subscribing. So. Well, that's the thing. Like people are still paying the money for this and complaining about it. So, yeah. like, who's this is, oh, you don't like it? Lose? Okay, well, here's more, and I'll take your. I'm gonna cash this check uh, <laughs> for your Disney yeah. Plus subscription again. You fool. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinions, and <laughs> nothing about Star Wars is perfect, um, but. Don't don't accuse people of of not knowing the characters, or not knowing what they're doing because they're the ones who just own because the they characters. like it and you don't like yeah. yeah right. Pablo Hidalgo knows these characters better than anyone else. <laughs> Dave Filoni knows these yeah. characters like anyone else. 
or more than anyone else. So that's agreed. Um, <laughs> we have any questions or uh, hopes? Uh, we've pretty much talked about most of them. No, I think like the die has been cast here. It's yeah. uh, we got two episodes to see see how this all plays out, but. I mean, this was kind of a bridge to the next two parts, which will be, you know, mostly a, probably a two-part finale for the most part. Right. Um, let's see yeah, if we, how it goes. But I, yeah, I still think there was enough action and enough fun stuff in this episode. It didn't feel like a complete filler episode, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah and again, my initial reaction was that, but upon rewatch and kind of really thinking about it, I realized that this is a huge turning point for the show. And I love, I love the way it was handled. It's good stuff. And we're, we're bound to have some kind of epic showdown soon. I mean, yeah, every, yeah, like right. they're bringing everything. I don't know. I don't know where Obi-Wan's going to end up, but hopefully he finds some friends. Uh, probably see a 80s style epic training montage with Qui-Gon's disembodied voice at some point to set up for the final episode. Uh, I was, I was just going to mention one last thing. I feel like the one thing that most people that I talked to griped about was when they were escaping at the end and they were Mm. just like hiding Leia under the cloak. Oh yeah. Ben brought that. Oh, please. (laughs) Like, I thought that like, was what, that was just funny. Like, uh, it was just yeah. like a little gag. Almost. You just yeah. witnessed uh, the almost ten-year-old torture, and then this is just a way to bring a little bit of levity back well, into it. Well, the story you just think, wow, that moment. that guy who looks an awful lot like a Jedi is really fat on one side of his body. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a weird. Well, it's just- on second watch, I was like, well, everyone was kind of running around and and frantic because yeah. because like. You know, the alarm had gone off or whatever, so they weren't really now hear this. To... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh Star Wars alarm sound, by the way. It's one of my favorite sounds in Star mm. Wars, I think. Oh the the whooping yeah. alarm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm wondering if I guess the only other question I had was like, is so they showed more than three people in and Jabim, right? Cause like in the ship, it seemed like it seemed like the path was like three people or like four people. Yeah, there was only a handful. Um, I don't. I'd have to go back and look carefully. I don't know if there were more think, than just them. I think there were a bunch more in like the cavern where the back to okay. tank was. I feel like there was a bunch. Like when he first showed up, it was very disorienting and like blurry. But there might have yeah, been a lot true. of people kind of helping true. him out. Yeah. Yeah. They're still holding down the fort, hopefully. For now. For Quinlan to show up in the next episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, I'm unsubscribing. Yeah. How could they no, How know- could they miss this opportunity? What a bunch of idiots at Disney not putting Quinlan Voss in it when they mentioned him. Yeah, That's except... The, uh, you know if- what, what is it called? What? Whose gun? Chekhov's gun, right, Chris? Che- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, we're we're too far in for that. Okay. Now it's uh, yeah, right. I tell, what was it? It was the clone trooper. Yes, he's gonna he's gonna it was come back. Old uh, oh, old yeah, Timur yeah, Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for oh, the, the credits. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> he just takes out a gun and shoots <laughs> <laughs> mowing down inquisitors who should be alive in rebels. 
<laughs> well, you know, if Quinlan Voss shows up, he's just going to get encased in amber. And so people are just going to get mad about that. I mean, let's be honest. He's not going to yeah. survive. But then they use his blood to make the clone of Palpatine, who becomes Ray's father. <laughs> Quinlan Voss is Ray's father, sort there of. There you go. And boring conversation anyway. All right. I guess that's probably it for uh, part four. For part four. Yeah, part four. Uh, Jesus, there's only two episodes. So, the episode yeah. lengths have been slightly varied. This one, I think, was the shortest yet. Yeah. But was, only, yeah. they're all, they're all within, like, five or ten minutes of each other. It's not that big a swing. But I'm wondering they, if these last two episodes might be particularly longer. You never know. Maybe. Well, we thought that about Boba Fett, that they ended up being on the shorter side they crammed so much into them though it was like it didn't feel like it so we'll, I don't know we'll see we'll guess we'll find out oh yes and I'm off from work next Wednesday so that's gonna be helpful oh yeah, nice, nice. watch it three times in one day <laughs> yeah mm. alright well let us know what you think at warts and all. Still going strong. If you don't like something for some legitimate reason, that's okay. But yeah. You should. We don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening. Tell your friends about us. And yes, they can tell their dads first because we're all on the same side. Like Chris, I don't have enough time to think of something good for the end. <laughs>